worthy of more glory than Moses, by just so much as the builder of the house has more honor than the house. Verse 14, since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God. Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore draw near with confidence to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in our time.
two Brad and your crew. Blake. There you go. Yeah. All of you come up here. And Patrick and Brad. Because he gave it back to God, and God multiplied it. It's not always like that. Sometimes we don't understand why. But learning to build your relationship with God and to trust God that no matter what, he has a plan, even when he seems to take something from you. So that's my thought for this morning. You all get to keep I know. You're a blessing. I know. You're a blessing. 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 You're a
Then you say three, don't worry. Hey, deal again. <laughs> you need to practice at home. Rio. Rio, Rio Evan, Gamers. Um, I have no idea how much he weighs or the height. The only thing that I know is that he will, you know, with his Mexican paddle his little hand, that's all I care. I'm like, okay, this guy is Mexican, he can come into the country, we're good now. Um, and the midwives told me that I did great, by the way, just in case you were wondering, you know, I just might find that I was, I was doing great at the end of the labor. Uh, but I want to thank you all, you know, because we received so many meals, and that was just such a blessing, especially because I was the one in charge, uh, in charge of the kitchen. And I'm not a good cook, but those count only. So thank you. Really, really thank you all. We love you guys and, and just feel loved big, big time. Um, so I'm really honored today and challenged, you know, because half of my family is here, basically. Um, so I, I would love, you know, the people that you were, uh, that you saw here playing, they are my family, my uncle Paco. I don't even know what his real name is. I call him Paco, which is not, it, that's a nickname, but, but still, um, I love this guy and, and I highly respect him. And, and he knows that I'm not saying this just because he's here, but, you know, I, I really appreciate this man. And, and his wife is my aunt. She's uh, my mom's youngest sister. Did I say that right? Really young, right? Good for you. Um, so she was a favorite in the family. And and so my cousins, I think you, you met them already. And then my, my uncle has a sister. Is that right? Is your name pa Polly? Polly, welcome, Polly. I'm really happy that you're here. Oh, okay, grandkids. Oh my goodness. I remember you guys. You were like this, this tall. You're already past me. Wow, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So, um, yeah, and, and I'm excited. And also my brother David, Harmon, and his wife Karen, uh, they're here. So, double challenge, you know. Uh, but I'm excited. I'm excited and thankful for the opportunity of being here. So, um, okay. I've noticed that most of the time when I get to share with you guys, I usually like defining a word at the very beginning. Have you noticed that? That if I'm going to talk about, I don't know, tacos, I describe a taco, right? I tell you it's a tortilla with stuff inside, you know what I'm talking But this time I'm like, ah, I want to do this different because I always define and, and at the very beginning you basically know what I'm talking about. It's not, it's not that. I'm just changing my strategy today, just so you know. I would like to talk, start talking about two guys in the Old Testament. One of them, his name was Abram, okay, Abram, and God called this guy. He told him, Abram, which by the way your name now is going to be Abraham, I don't even know why, but Abraham, you're going to go to this place, you're going to leave your house, and I want you to go to this place. I want, I want you to picture this part. God is calling a man, somebody like you and I, a normal person. And he's asking him to go somewhere. I want you to do something. There's a promise for you here. This land is beautiful. You're going to love it. Okay? Plus, I'm going to bless everybody through your descendants. Alright? And Abraham, he trusted, he believed in God. And that was a good thing. God loved that he believed in him. That Abraham believed in God. Alright? And Abraham went for it. You know, he, he, he took his family and, and all the sheep and oaks and stuff, and he started to travel. I'm going to make the story very short. He got to the place that God promised. Okay? You good with this? Remember that story? It's an easy one. God promised something and he fulfilled his word. At the end of the whole journey, Abraham got what God promised him. Right? And we have another guy too, Moses. Moses, man, he had a rough, a rough childhood. He, I mean, you know, he basically grew up with his mom and parents and family. He grew up with other people, Egyptians. His people from Israel, they grew up with other people. So he was always a weirdo. He was always like, ah, you, know, you don't belong to us, but still you're here, right? And, and God, God called this guy to 
God called Moses and told him, Hey Moses, you know, my people are struggling and I don't like that. They're slaves. I know they're suffering. So I want to take them out of this and you're going to help me. You're going to be the leader. I mean, you remember the story. If you know the story, you need to read the Bible. Okay? It's in the Bible. But if you remember the story, Moses, he wasn't even good at speaking and talking. And God asked him something that wasn't easy for him. It wasn't comfortable. Yet. Right? You're going to go and talk. I mean, not, he was not only really bad at speaking, not only that, that he asked him to go and talk to Pharaoh, which was a king, basically, the, the owner and ruler of everything during that time. Can you imagine? It's like, I don't know, maybe like somebody asked you, hey, you're going to go talk to the president. That, that's not an easy piece. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, why am I going to do that? It is something. You follow me? It is something hard. Right? And at the end, what happened? God, the word that he told Moses, you're going to take these people out of this land, and you're going to go worship him in a different place. He fulfills his word. And we usually, we usually see these stories like that. God calls somebody who promised something, and they got the reward that he promised, which is right. But in between, there's a whole story of things that happen. Good things, and some other one not very good. Right? Some of them were bad stuff. I mean, Abraham, he was going into town and saying that his wife was his sister. He's a liar. That guy's a liar. And God told him, what? How's that possible? I thought God only liked good people. No. Who said that? Moses, that guy was a killer. He killed somebody. And God called him. How does that sound to you? That sounds like a great guy? Because, I mean, I don't know if you know this, but Moses is one of the greatest prophets in the Bible. I mean, he's a great man. If you read the Bible and you just read the story of Moses, and ignore all the bad stuff that he did. It's almost like Jesus. That guy, I mean, he talked to God like face to face. That is not a small thing. That is a huge thing. I mean, we're talking about a big guy here, Moses. The whole love, the love of God. Moses, it was through him basically. God spoke to his people through him. So, but these these stories are in the Old Testament, and I just I just want to bring them up because I want to show you something that God is doing with all the people that He calls. Which, um, by the way, some of you already know me. I share like ten minutes, and then we go home to eat tacos, of course. So don't don't be surprised if I finish like very soon. Um, I would like to add a third person to this story in the New Testament. Simon, that for some reason Jesus changed his name to Peter. How many of you remember Peter? Peter, Stephen remembers Peter. Thank you. Yeah. So we have Peter. I mean, like you and I. So Peter was actually his job was actually a fisherman. Now being a fisherman during that time, it was like it was a low, low, you know. How do you say that? Like level job, I don't know how you call that, sorry. I'm trying to describe, you know, like a person that was like, oh yeah, he's, a, he's just a fisherman. I mean, he wasn't like a known, renowned guy, you know, his name wasn't like, oh yeah, you know, Mr. Peter here, I mean, he's a very educated guy. He didn't go to school. I'm not even sure he knew, how, he, he knew how to read. I don't know. But what I know, because of the behavior that I see in the Bible, Peter was a rough guy. Aggressive sometimes. And sometimes he would say like, Really bad stuff. You know, he would allow his emotions to control him sometimes. No, Jesus, nobody's gonna get you. I'm gonna be fair. Peter, you don't know what you're doing, you don't know what you're saying. This is the guy that denied 
God. He was hanging out with Jesus and he denied knowing Jesus. He was a liar. Peter. Actually, let's go to Mark. If you can open your Bible and go to Mark chapter 1. I'm just going to read a couple passages of the Bible to make a point here. Here we go to Mark number 1. Verse 16, it's talking about Jesus. It says, Passing along, alongside the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon, which is Peter, and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting an end into the sea. For they were fishermen. Okay? And Jesus said to them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. Oh, there's a promise right there. Guys, if you follow me, I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately they they left their nets and followed him. And going on and going home a little farther, he saw James and Sonia said it, I don't know how to say that. And John his brother, who were in the boat mending the nets, and immediately he called them and they left their father Sebedee and in, in the boat with their hired servants and followed them. So here we go again. Same story. Isn't it interesting? We, we're talking about hundreds of years later. God is still doing the same thing. He's calling a man. Guys, I, I know we all picture Peter like, oh my goodness, Peter, man. My respect to you. And maybe I don't know he has a really high position in heaven. I don't know. Right? But I feel like we all picture that. But actually, Peter was a really bad guy. He was lost in sin like all of us. And God calls this guy and tells him, follow me and I'm going to make you fisher of men. I hope you understand what he meant by that, right? It's not like actually fishing and that would be weird. But you know what I'm saying? Saving people. I'm going to use you to save people from where they are at, going to hell, and saying, bring them over here to me. That's my promise to you. If you do, and by the way, you know, I, I just read Mark uh, chapter 116. There are other parts in the Bible that explain a little bit better what exactly happened. That's humble for you. You go home and read those stories, okay? So you understand a little bit more of the background. What I want to tell you is that Peter, okay, experienced a lot of really cool stuff. Guys, oh my goodness. I'm going to tell you a couple of them. It's, it's amazing. This guy, Peter, a normal guy like you and I, got to experience amazing things. Healing people. I know. It sounds random. How is it possible that a human like you and I can go with somebody and tell them, you know what, I don't have, I don't have silver or gold to give you. I have anything to give you. But in the name of Jesus, stand up and start walking. This guy couldn't walk for so many years. How do you explain that? From fishing fish to do miracles? Bro, come on. This guy, I love this one, walked on the water. Yeah. I know. Let me say that again because this is a problem with us, you know? We heard this story so many times and we're like, how oh, many remember that one? It's in this chapter. There is a man like you and I that walked over the water. He walked on water. Guys, it is impossible, in case you're noticing this. It is impossible to walk on water. If I claim to you right now, like, guys, I need to tell you something yesterday, you know, the leg behind my father-in-law's house, I walked on the water. That's what I would expect somebody to laugh. And maybe call the hospital and we lost one. You need to come pick this guy up. You know what I'm saying? It's impossible. Okay, this guy, he did it. He walked on the water. Tell me that. This one, it gets better, right? It gets better. This one, you're going to tackle and put more salsa on it. It gets better than tackle and put more salsa. He got to see Jesus in a way that no one else did before. He got to see him like 
changing something like transfiguration thing. I'm not even sure how to explain it to be honest with you. His face, it was as bright as the sun. Have you tried to see the sun? I mean, if you, your eyes will go right away like that, it's impossible to see the sun. He got to see, to see this. How about that? Is that cool?
If you go to verse um, chapter 4. In my, in my Bible, there's like a little um, title, it's a title that says Peter and John before the council. And as they were speaking to, to the people, the priest and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came, came, came upon them. Check this out. He's talking to the guys that teach the law. I mean, these guys know that this is their business. Greatly annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was a great evening. I think, uh, hold on, I missed the part that I'm looking for here. Uh, no, yeah, that's right. And they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was a great evening. But many of those who had heard the war believed. Check this out. And the number of the men came to about 5,000. How about that? Is this guy a fisherman? Oh, a fisherman. He is. Yes. Man, he just threw a huge net and he caught 5,000. That's a crazy one. That's a good one. 5,000. God called him here, being a normal, random sinner, normal guy. Nothing good about it. And over here, guys, who's winning this world? I'm going to make a fish of man, Peter. He's fishing the people. And that's not the only one. There are more people that he shared with. God fulfilled his promise to Peter. We good with this? We good? Anyway, you guys following me? Yes. Okay? So, think about this. It sounds exactly like us. Allow me to talk to you like this is time. I know, you know, he's talking to me too, but just, just because of, yeah, the situation here that I'm sharing with you. Allow me to talk to you like this. You were lost. I hope you're not anymore, okay? We'll talk about that later, but you were lost. And there was nothing special about you, to be honest. Sorry. That's a reality. But still, you being lost, God called you. And He gave you promise.